Welcome to the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the No Limit Selling Podcast. Today, we have an old friend joining us. Tristan, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. So you're in Sudbury, Ontario. And one of the things that people may not know about Sudbury is when they were doing the uh, lunar uh, rover that the car that went on the moon with Neil Armstrong, they wanted to find a place on earth that could actually mimic it. And they picked Sudbury, Ontario to give it a test drive. Did you know that Tristan? I didn't know that, but that, that would make sense. My parents drove through here when, before I was born and they're like, we're never living here. Cause it was like just a big black rock. But since then they've um, really learned how to grow, grow some vegetation. It's a lot greener now. <laughs> oh yeah. It's a beautiful place. Uh, so right now we are at uh, kind of like a crossroads where uh, the year isn't as strong as it could be. And you're leading a team right now. How many people in the team? Uh, three agents plus me. So right now, uh, you know, it's your job as a leader because uh, let me tell you a quick story. Then I'll ask the question. I was doing this thing for charity where I was rappelling down a building and it sounded really great in concept, but when you get to the edge of a 28-story building and you look down, it's like, holy crap, <laughs> I don't want to fall. And these people were putting all these harnesses on me. And it was like, I don't trust these people. I don't know these people, but I know the executive director of the Kidney Foundation. And because I trust her, her trust is being leveraged uh, by these people to allow me to go down this thing. And so in tough times, one of the jobs of the leader is to provide that level of trust and certainty so your agents can maybe not trust in themselves, but they trust in you and can go down that journey and not lose uh, faith. So talk to me about a leader's role when times are challenging. How do you manage that? And So having been through some ups and downs, it's having the confidence that knowing that there are some hard times, but then it gets better at the end. So really motivating them to make the calls, do the prospecting, um, go out on appointments, do open houses, all those things that when you maybe don't have as many listings or appointments set right now, these are all things that realtors should be doing on a daily basis to get business that's going to come in the future. So I kept telling them, hey, this is a very slow winter, but spring is around the corner. The work that you do now is going to help you be successful in, in the spring. What's kind of interesting is, you know, a lot of people when, uh, you know, when the summer is there and the harvest is there, people are like some of them are goofing off and it's like deals are coming in. But one of the things leaders inspire is, you know, do the activities doggedly, especially the ones that make money, which is prospecting and open houses and all those things in good times and bad. Because when it gets to bad times, they're not as bad as they're going to be for everybody else. And B, you don't have to do uh, a lot extra to uh, offset the downtimes is when you're not doing it, then you go from a zero start and you can't do the 10 prospecting things a day. You need to do 40 or 50, which is so scary that we don't do it. So talk to me about a leader's role when times are good. So the, you, you hit the nail on the head there. When, when times are good, it's hard to think that you need to prospect or still need to do those tasks. Um, but again, that that's where the leader comes in where I've had the experience of you go through ups and downs all the time. 
So if you know that you're on an up right now, you got to realize that you need to maybe put in that extra hour of day that that is tough already because you're so busy, but you know that that'll prevent you from having the low lows. So you, you try to ride those highs and then keep prospecting during those highs so that you don't have the super lows like some people would experience. Absolutely. And for you, Tristan, you know, we're all growing. Uh, and I suspect uh, Tristan from four years ago sucks compared to the Tristan that's before me now. And there's another version of Tristan four years in the future that will be better. So what are the things that you're working on now? Like what are the limitations that you're seeing? Because, you know, when you're early in your career, those limitations are large and ugly. But as you get better, they become more subtle. And so what is some of the stuff you're working on to so Tristan 4.0 shows up? Yeah. So right now uh, my team is still fairly new and we, like I started my team when it was extremely busy. So I guess the roles of my two admins and assistants, I, I didn't maybe, I hired them kind of quick. I maybe didn't outline exactly what I should have. So right now when it's a little bit slower, I'm starting to work on the, like on my business instead of in my business. Nice. So for me, it's really setting up the systems, uh, reaching out to other team leaders, seeing how they do things finding other ways to generate leads and really the agents in mind so that they were all working and prospecting as much as possible. So who is a team leader in your, uh, on your radar that you look up to, to go, you know, uh, this person is really doing a great job and who is that person? What attributes do they have that you, uh, admire? So it's probably a lot of people probably know them, but, um, uh, Justin Conakow and um, Tom Story. Uh, they're both in the Toronto area. They, I, I, I spoke at an event that they were keynote speakers for. And for example, Tom Story, I really love how he's, he delivers information. And I'm, I'm very similar. That's how I've grown my business. Um, I enjoy giving my opinion on the real estate market, how like these rates will affect us here at Sudbury. So very specific. And Tom Story does that at even in a higher level. He has like a great YouTube channel that I'm trying to mimic. I actually steal some of his videos sometimes, you know? <laughs> the highest uh, uh, accolades is when you steal something from someone. According exactly. to the Yeah, yeah, and he's doing a great job at it. So those are probably the two that I look up to. There's there's a lot of them out there. Um, and who was the first guy, Tom Story, and who was the first guy? Justin Conakow. Uh, how do you spell the last name? Uh, K-O-N-I-K-O-W, I believe. Oh, okay, cool. Send me an email. I can send you his information if you ah, like. <laughs> brilliant. So what set of beliefs do you think a leader needs to have in order to uh, you know, stay true to their mission? The the belief in themselves that you have the right product um, and, and also just the confidence of knowing, like, like we were talking about a little bit earlier, knowing the deals are going to come and knowing that the work you're doing that you don't see immediate results for will be there. So that's what I try to instill in the team members as well, especially in these slow periods. Oh, absolutely. So right now, uh, tell me about a challenging situation that came up early in leadership for you, because, you know, you're minding your own business, you're a realtor, uh, you're doing a good job. And then you get this cockamamie idea. I should have a team. Then all of a sudden it's like, holy crap, now I got to be a leader, which is a different skill set. So talk to me about one of the early challenges that came up as you became a leader in this real estate business. It, it, it's running a business more than 
doing the job of a realtor at that point. Right. Mm. So I, I had, honestly, it was, it was, I had a lot of trouble and I'm, I'm still working through some things. Um, it's definitely not perfect. And um, it, it's, it's managing my time because I'm still dealing with a lot of buyers and sellers managing the admins and assistants, making sure that they're, they have tasks to do that are straightforward. And then, and then the, the agents as well, keeping them busy and sending them enough leads and helping them grow. So managing all that, I realized was a lot. Um, so my biggest struggle, like I, I was saying, is probably the setting up the systems and, and understanding exactly where, how I want to grow the team. And I kind of realized that a smaller team is probably what I prefer. Um, Cause I, yeah. I still love selling and going to see homes and helping clients. So I got to realize where my passion is, but the team helps me also have some more time, which with a family now, two young kids, um, I can take some of the evenings off and, and weekends. Brilliant. Before we go further, I uh, want to hear from one of our sponsors. It's all about mindset. If you take a look at that corner, you're going to see the QR code there. Let's hear from Mindset Boosters. If you're ready to let go of anxiety, let go of uncertainty, let go of doubt, Mindset Boosters gives you the ability to decide how you act and feel in any situation. Ready to take charge of your mindset? Go to MindsetBoosters.com. So Tristan, you know, uh, it's a, you, you can't be on all the time and, you know, we have ups and downs. What do you do when, you know, you have a day where uh, uh, the dog ate your homework and you're not feeling the magic? How do you kind of snap out of uh, those negative uh, moments and get back into your optimal self? It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> Um, I, my, my girlfriend calls it my man period. So every, <laughs> every, every <laughs> month or two months, I kind of get like a little burnout period where I'm super, super tired. But honestly, the, the main thing I know now, it, it used to really bug me and I used to get really down on myself, but now it's, I, I realize that I need the rest. So I try to relax and sleep in a little bit, take a couple extra naps for those three, four days. Mm. And again, it's like the other thing where, you know, the business is coming. I know it's going to be over in three, four days. I just got to listen to my body, listen to my myself. And then, and then I usually max a week and then I'm back out of it and ready to go for the next two months. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, what's kind of interesting is if you can uh, inoculize yourself. So those things come few and far between. And one of the ways to do that is to really, maintain a positive mindset. And, uh, one of the ways to do that is, uh, you said you had two kids. Yep. Uh, who's the youngest? Uh, Lottie. Lottie. And if you said, uh, this sentence, uh, I'm grateful for Lottie because finish that sentence off for me. So read the whole thing and finish it off. I'm grateful for Lottie because watching her grow and learning every little thing that we say and do is just amazing. Isn't it? And if for a moment now, if you thought of one of those moments that you may have had this morning or yeah. a week from now, and you go back to that moment, you get that rich emotion coming up and just doing like that every day, something that you already have that you're grateful for, like this technology that we've got, I've got a really cool hat with a logo on it. Just, uh, we don't need to wait for this. Like, uh, when I win a million dollars, cause, uh, work is all consuming, family's all consuming. And sometimes we lose sight of those things that we take for granted. So uh, that's how you handle what you do. Uh, the people that you're leading, when they're having an off day or they're having a deal that was absolutely 100% coming at the last minute, as in real estate, uh, 
something goes wrong, how do you keep them on track? Like, what do you say to them to allow them to uh, not freak out? Yeah, so there's always, it happens to almost every deal lately, <laughs> it seems, right? So there's always something to deal with. Um, the, the best thing I say is communication. So if you're communicating everything to the other agent, the broker, the lawyers, and you're, you're explaining the situation as best as possible, I try to give them the confidence that everyone wants this deal to happen. So you just got to find the one little thing that's going to help it move along a little bit further, whether it's uh, something from the lawyers that they need or because the, when there's too many people involved, the message kind of gets jumbled sometimes. Oh, yeah. So usually trying to get it cleared up. And um, most of the time, knock on wood, we've had some good success and everything's followed through and, and closed on time. Absolutely. And, you know, at some level, realtor, realtors are totally useless until you get one of those things that happens and then it's like saves the day and uh, also realtors help avoid those things happening in the first place so uh what are your thoughts that you know when you're dealing with a new uh, client to walk them through let's like you know hey uh, there is a chance you know at the last minute some documents going to be needed or some unreasonable things going to come up that you know i'm going to be there for you to help you navigate that so one school of thought is don't tell clients that you'll scare them off and they won't want to work with you and another set is you set the expectation so they know oh this is why i have a realtor and if something happens i don't need to freak out i just need to go hey tristan i remember you telling me like this is happening now what do i need to do so what are your thoughts on you know being totally transparent on something that may not happen uh, versus uh just uh not doing that I think it's I think it's really important because it also shows that you've been through deals that things have happened. So it shows your experience a little bit. So a newer agent might say that, but they haven't quite experienced all the anything that can go wrong in a deal, which is almost like things that you wouldn't even think of. Right. Mm. So as an experienced agent, you give them a heads up. You say, hey, my job is to try to prevent all these things that could happen. But if they do, don't worry. You just give me a call. This is why I'm here. And we have partners, referrals. We know everyone in the We can work through it and, and, and fix the issue. Brilliant. So oftentimes, you've heard this phrase before, I suspect, uh, do as I say, not as I do. Which yeah. is, So have you ever found yourself doing that? Like the way you're coaching your realtors, do it uh, a certain way, which is quote unquote, the proper way. And sometimes we're not doing it ourselves. Or do you have to really make sure you're living up to what you're preaching? So of course that happens sometimes. Um, I, I think it's all things that I have done though. So at this point in my career, I, I don't need to quite prospect as much. I still do. And I love it, but um, they should be doing a lot more than I am just because they're still in the career building phase. Right. So I still try to, I'm more of a, I try to, I'm more of an example. I try to set the example. So I'm in the office as much as I can. Mm. Um, I want them to see me making calls, see me doing deals, see me reaching out to past clients, giving CMAs. Um, that just, I guess, one of my ways of, of teaching. Although I need to, again, a thing that I'm learning is people learn in different ways. Some people need more direction. Some people need to just watch and learn. And other, they have their own learning um, ways of learning. So I need to learn everyone's individual way of learning and teach them that way. 
Brilliant. And uh, as you, uh, you know, grow your uh, organization, uh, right now there's a culture in place uh, with your team. And it could be the exact one that you want, or you could be working towards what you want. Where is it right now? Is it exactly what you want right now? Are there tweaks that you're making to kind of get the right work environment for everybody? Uh, definitely some tweaks. Um, I think I, I starting a team, I was more of the laid back. I'm going to just be the example and every, everyone's going to follow and everything's going to be great. But now I'm starting to implement more um, like have tos. Here's the things that you have to do on a weekly basis, on a daily basis. So I start some spreadsheets where we have to, the admins have to fill out on a daily basis. What have you done today? Agents, where you track tracking our leads a lot more, um, doing regular prospecting, and then tracking our hours and our amount of prospecting so that you know, okay, how many people have we reached out on social media, phone calls, past clients, sphere, um, just so there's more tangible items that we can refer to. Like how hard are you actually working, right? If you're not in the yeah. office, I don't know. Oh, it makes perfect sense. And it's so easy because uh, one of the things that I hear from a lot of people we've interviewed on the show is people join real estate for the flexible hours. Mm -hmm. But if you want to be successful, you need to work hard. And it's not something that comes effortlessly for 99% of people. It's something that uh, people make it look easy, but they're working it. So uh, one of my clients, uh, certainly they, everyone prospects, and uh, but on Thursdays, they do it together. And last year they did this uh, calling day where they had this outrageous goal was to have a hundred conversations each and there's 10 agents. So as a group, they had a thousand conversations. So you can imagine the number of dials to get one conversation. It might be two or three dials, but it was a day of breakfast, lunch, dinner, and the massive amount of business they generated off that one day and something about doing it together uh, just made it more fun and prizes. And it was just because uh, that's the culture of their team is very much we're hunters. So when I took them on a retreat to really discover who they were, that's what came up. So everybody got an arrow uh, dropped off to them just to remind them we're hunters. So other agents are out there having a vacation. We're out there hunting for uh, clients and hunting for our clients. So yeah, it's thoughts on that. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to steal it. That's Good. a great idea. <laughs> That's the best I way think. to do it is to, uh, yeah, stealing is, uh, is saying <laughs> good job. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, I think that, that would be generate lots and lots of business and great to just have like practice the conversations too, right? If you approach it that way, instead of, Oh, I'm just going to think of the end goal, the result. Like if you think of it as practicing a hundred real estate conversations, that's yeah a win as well. And certainly, you know, framing it up, it's like, you know, when you're making calls, I don't want you to get an appointment. I don't want you to get a deal. It's like, I want you to make friends. Mm. I want you to add value to this person today. So they kind of go, I'm so glad you called. And then it's like, oh, I'm not selling. Let me add value. And it just kind of sometimes just reframes it. And it lets them do better conversations and add more value. And of course, that leads to sales. Yeah. But if it's like, I'm going to close them an appointment, then it's uh, sometimes difficult to do. So it's kind of interesting. So Tristan, as you may know that, you know, my area of expertise is mindset and how to get people to perform at a higher level. So for the next 10 minutes, I am yours. What questions about mindset and execution do you have that you 
hey, Umar, help me. This is how do I make my people do this? So what questions do you have for me? I, uh, that's awesome, actually. Um, so for motivation for the team um, and, and keeping them on track and in line, they have different motivations than me. How do I make it so they to get them to want to work and want to make the calls more than they are now? Okay, so I'll tell you just a general uh, way of getting people to be motivated to execute. So everybody is different <clears throat> in a lot of ways. So if I go, Tristan, how are you different? And it's like, oh, what the hell? Well, what kind of question is that? So if you and I were having a coffee and I asked you this question, hey, Tristan, when you were going to school, you know, elementary, high school or college or whatever, who was a teacher that really inspired you and got you to perform at your very best? And if I ask you that question, Tristan, who was that teacher for you? Uh, Denny Piquet. Danny? There's two of them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so pick the first one. What did they do to inspire you to go above and beyond? I'd have to say the, the encouragement. They, they would, uh, um, how do you say it? Con not congratulate, but uh, in, yeah, just encourage. Yeah. And so tell me about a particular time they encouraged you that, that comes to mind right now. Um, he was also my basketball coach, which really helped. And uh, he would have confidence in me on, on the court to make the right decisions and plays for the team. Nice. So for you, it's like me having confidence in you is going to be really, really important that you can feel it. And then with that confidence, if I inspired you to go towards a goal, if I try to inspire you without the confidence, it probably wouldn't work as well. And so for you, I know how to motivate you to make that happen. And if I was talking to uh, uh, someone else, I'd ask them the same question, not in the meeting, when we're having coffee or going out for lunch or going to an appointment in the car ride, just casually ask that question. Who is the teacher that inspired you the most and what did they do? Well, tell me about one of those times and people will reveal how they need to be motivated. Because if you ask someone and say, how do you need to be motivated? They'll give you the intellectual answer. Mm. Well, I need ABC, which is not true, but they're not lying to you because that's what they think. You ask them a question like that. Leadership is very sneaky, let me tell you. And then you they reveal exactly what they want. And when you start doing it, you'll see uh, magical results because you're aligning with their internal way of being led. That's a, yeah, that's a great question. That's a great way of like figuring it out without them having to think about it or tell you. <laughs> Put on the spot. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so uh, what else would you like to know? Um, I guess same I, for, uh, for the admins, I guess. Um, how would you have the motivation? How, how would you motivate them? Because it's a different style, right? It's to help the business grow and doing the things in the back end and wanting the business to be successful. So one of the questions to ask that I normally hold, like uh, might have a pen in my hand. If I had a magic wand that would allow you to do your job better, what could I do to make that happen? Hmm. And then they'll go, you know, if we had a better process to do X, or if it's like this wishful thinking, and if I could just get a better understanding of how what I do fits into that, uh, you'll get magical output from them. 
and you'll also get a way of what they need to kind of move forward. So that's one way. It's a off the wall question. Also, one asked in a casual setting is best. Because they're coming to my office, let's talk about your job. And they're thinking I'm going to be fired or I'm not doing something well, or you're at the desk. So, but if you're out and about and it's just like that silly, whimsical question to them, but it's a serious question for you. And it allows them to uh, use a different filter in their head. Whereas, you know, uh, what processes need to be changed to make this job better? A filter comes up like, what's the right answer he's looking for? One is like, if I had a magic wand and we could change this, it just puts a different filter inside their head and they reveal what's what's most apparent. And oftentimes they know what's fixing. And for whatever reason, they're not telling you or they're not telling you in the right way. And this is a way for them to communicate that allows them to uh, uh, share what's going on and allow you to go, yeah, that's a brilliant idea or that's a totally crap idea, but that inspires me to pick a better one. And uh, so, yeah, it's that level of dialogue. That's All right, awesome. one more question. Third question. Third question. When talking to clients, how how would be the best way to um, make them not comfortable, but understand your value and understand because you try to give them advice sometimes, but they hear different advice from their parents, their aunt and uncle, and we've been in the industry the longest. So I guess giving them the motivation, depending on what it is, either to buy or to wait, um, how would you address a client in that way with still, because you want to have the, you want them to have confidence in you that you're making the right decision for them as well, right? Yeah. So one of the things that uh, I would do is, uh, uh, you probably have a lot of uh, relationships, mm -hmm. you know, professional ones, accountant, lawyer, uh, your coach at the fitness club. Uh, which one of those uh, do you do you value the most? Oh, my coach at the fitness uh, fitness club. Mm -hmm. Really, what do you value most about the way they interact with you? And that opens up the file of what they value most. Hmm. in a professional relationship. And when you get that stuff, not right away, go, aha. So you're looking for this, but later on, uh, as you're kind of just chatting, getting to know them better. So I just want to do a great job for you. And I get a sense what you're really going to value is this and this. Do I have that right? And do I have that? So language is so important. This is what you value. Uh, which is a statement, which you may not articulate it as uh, properly for them. And that one small uh, misstep in your languaging would get them to go, no, not that's not it. And then you think of something else. So it's like, uh, is it this or this? Uh, do I have that right? And then they go, no, just tweak it this way. This is what the thing is. And then you go, yeah. And what else is missing from that list? You know, what else is missing is, you know, that I really have a better understanding of the real estate market. Oh, so you'd like to make sure that you get ongoing messaging to figure out what's happening in the market as we go down this journey. Yeah, I need to know every step of the way. It's like, I'm going to make sure we give that to you. They feel heard. They get an insight to what they really value because they know it internally, mm -hmm. but they don't know it intellectually because they never thought about it that way. And by you providing those insights, it also builds trust in you is because you provided insights to them because anybody can tell them about the real estate 
market, but giving them an insight, that's huge. And if it's about themselves too, that's even better. So anyway, yeah. uh, was this useful? This like uh, flipping no, the that's awesome. I the, the biggest thing I feel like, no, I'm a very direct person. I like to know the answer right away, but I guess when you're dealing with other people to get the right answer, sometimes you have to ask different questions that get you there. And that's, that's that was really interesting to hear that. Brilliant. Uh, Tristan, that's what we want to do is add value to our listeners. Thank you so much for being on the program. Stick around. We're going to put all your contact information in the show notes so people can find you. I'm going to do the closing uh, for the show, then let's chat. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming and that is the fastest way to get better results. 